again. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, it is Wednesday, April the 15th, and today is a cool episode. It's a special episode because it's just me here with you talking on the mic. I'm in my office at home, which is where I spend like 80% of my time when I'm recording. It's like the main room that I record in. It's one of my favorite rooms in my house. It is the room with the hearts on the wall. So if you... um, follow me on Instagram and see that room that I'm in. That's where I am looking out the window and it looks like a beautiful day out there today. And today I want to give you all a little update um, on what's happening in my life at home, (laughs) Uh, what I've been doing and some of the, I want to get a little deeper than that because I want to talk about some of the internal, spiritual, mental, and emotional aha moments I've been having and and go a little bit deeper than just, you know, the fact that I'm doing puzzles and I'm gaming and FaceTiming and reading and online shopping, even though I'm not buying very much stuff, you know? So, um, most of the aha moments I've been having, honestly, have been extensions from what I've learned on my Bali trip that I've brought home with me. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But like many of you listening, I have had a ton of time to reflect on the feelings coming up and where they're coming from and why. So that is what I want to share with you because There are many people out there feeling all the feelings and not sure what to do with them or how to handle them or how to live in this roller coaster. Because let's face it, it's a fucking roller coaster. Oh, my God. First (laughs) F-bomb started in the first two minutes. (laughs) So, like... This is also a perfect time for you to all go subscribe to my show. So wherever you listen to your podcast, it would be so great if you just press pause for 30 seconds and gave me a five-star rating and a written review. I hate asking for stuff like this. So if you've done it already, thank you so much. If not, please go and support this show by doing the little things that turn into big things for others. So thank you. Okay, now for the good stuff. But before we get started, I want to start the show with a little exercise. And this is a like a little bit different than how I normally start the show, but I want to set the tone for everyone right now and begin to connect with yourself. And the fastest way to do that is through the breath. We're going to get grounded here and present and ready for the day. Are you ready? I'll guide you. Don't be embarrassed. This is just a breathing exercise, but I want you to breathe with purpose and make a little bit of noise. (laughs) I'll do it with you. Okay, ready? So together, what we're going to do is take one giant inhale through the nose and then let it out through the mouth. This is where I want you to make some noise. Again, in through the nose and make some noise. Let it out through the mouth. One more time. Just yourself. Inhale and exhale through the mouth. If you want to pause the episode and do that a couple more times, feel free to do that. But don't, don't you feel good? I know I feel good. So what a trip this past 32 days has been. That's right. For me in my community in Ottawa, I have been self-isolating for 32 days already. Now, I realize some of you listening are in Europe and other countries who have been isolating for far longer than this. And wow, I'm sending you all the love, all the love in your direction, because this is not easy. 
And then there are some of you who are on week two, maybe, maybe even week three, or maybe you've just got back for a trip, whether you were out of your own country for work or whatever, and you have a mandatory 14-day quarantine at home. So yeah, wait, this is a rule in Canada. I'm not sure about other countries, um, but if you were away or out of Canada and have returned, there is a mandatory 14-day quarantine period. And if you are caught outside of your house during those 14 days, there is a fine of $100,000, I think, and up to three months um, in jail. It is a serious quarantine period for anyone that's coming back into Canada. So thankfully, I am not in that super strict zone, but I know that there are people listening that might be. So, you know, maybe you're in an area of the world that has no official social distancing rule right now. I heard I actually this seemed bizarre to me, but I heard the other day in the news that there are some states in America that have not even begun to social distance yet or they've just started and like so I guess those people have been living status quo for the last month if this is you I'd love for you to DM me on Instagram it's at Elisa Curry Lowitz on Instagram get in touch with me uh, because that I find to be super fascinated and I, I would love to know what life is like now for you just beginning all of this so regardless of where you are in the world I hope you're safe and making good choices and staying home and not trying to justify yourself above others. So this is a big one, you know, like I I feel this myself. I know that there are people in Canada and out there that are, that really feel justified to go out and run errands every day or visit family or help family and friends in a, in a contact uh, style, in a contact way, in a way that you're getting within that six feet from each other way. And now I'm not an officer of the law and I'm not a rule enforcer. I am simply taking this very seriously and I'm staying home. In fact, um, out of those 32 days that I have been home, I've only been to the grocery store. I've only done one day of shopping and this is in an effort to go out less. In this effort, I've decided to do my part and try to buy groceries for the month. So four weeks of food in one trip. That is like to some people crazy, but this is the extent that I feel we should be social distancing. You know, and I like, of course, this is my first time ever doing anything like this. And I don't really know what the hell I'm doing, but I think it's going pretty well. And how I'm doing this, first of all, I'm like... (laughs) So I'm ripping through all of my leafy green sort of produce in the first couple of weeks. And I'm in week two of my last grocery. I'm making soups and stews and things I can freeze for later with those fresh ingredients that are starting to kind of go bad right now. Um, I'm saving things like potatoes and onions and squash and other root vegetables for the second half as well. And I'm I have frozen all of my meat. I have rice, oats, and quinoa that's going to last forever. I'm making smoothies with frozen fruit, which will last forever. And I'm also ordering from local restaurants every now and then because I don't have a huge budget for that, but I want to support local and I'm getting some groceries delivered, such as my new grainless tortilla chips, which I'm obsessed with. And I've shown on Instagram a few times because they're so, so good, but you can't buy them in stores normally. So I am getting some things delivered to me. That is in an, that is my effort. Um, because I am taking this seriously and it is important. Um, so I'm trying to lead by example and share that it is possible to buy three to four weeks of food in one trip. Yes, it's hard, but it is possible. And it just requires some planning and thought. And I recommend um, if you're going to do this, eat before you go shopping or else your cart's gonna be filled with a million extras. <laughs> And it might be more expensive than you thought. So um, I'm also, you know, running out in the country on country roads that are apart from people 
I have done a couple runs to visit some friends where I stay on the sidewalk and text them and be like, come to your window and wave at me. (laughs) It's really fun. But social distancing is my number one priority. Yesterday, too, this was kind of cool. Totally, completely unrelated to food or groceries. But I did this really cool project with this photographer whose name is... Um, Ailish, I almost forgot her name there for a second. She came over and took photos of me from my front porch, all to raise money for CHEO, which is the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. Isn't that a cool way to give back? Like, I thought that was so cool. We did an entire photo shoot from like 12 feet from each other. Um, She never even came up onto my front stoop and she is doing this to give back to all the children in need. I just love that. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is, yes, this is a cool and creative way to use your passion and skills to give back during this time, but also because I showered. (laughs) I put makeup on and I curled my hair for the first time in four weeks. Like, how the hell has it been four weeks already? How fucked up is that? Like, sorry, I swore again, but the days are going by so slowly. Like, does anyone else feel that? But the time is racing by. It blows my mind that I've been home from Bali for seven weeks already. Today. Today marks the seventh week I've been home. That's just insane. It's also insane how just the act of curling my hair and putting makeup on, which was considered a daily grooming thing only a month ago, meaning I used to do this every single day, has like it completely changed my mood and set me up for this like fabulous afternoon. And I've seen people on social media doing this and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Good for you. You put on a dress. Um, I judged people. Yeah. And I just didn't care. And I've been in my yoga pants and my hoodies and whatever, my workout clothes all day long. But I had a great day yesterday. One of the best so far, to be honest, my mood was lifted and I almost felt like normal or I felt this, I don't know, this sense of appreciating myself in a different way. So today has also been great. And that's because, you know, I'm starting it off here with you in front of the mic and we're coming together every week now. So, well, for the time being anyways, and I'm loving it. But the process of dressing up for a photo shoot was actually extremely empowering. And I'm adding, quote unquote, dressing up twice a week into my new normal self-care routine. Have any listeners been actively adding things to a physical list of self-care practices during this time. This is like a newer thing that I'm doing and it's helping a lot. Like just to go back, presenting my best self and honoring my body and making myself feel pretty is empowering. Like damn straight damn straight. It doesn't matter that I'm staying home and I didn't go anywhere or see anyone. What matters is that I felt good in my body and I'm honoring myself and I was having fun and appreciating myself and how I looked. This is a good thing. We can appreciate our bodies and feel good in our bodies. Okay. It's okay to feel good at a time like this. In fact, it's encouraged. I know there are people out there that feel guilty because they're feeling good or they have shame because their life hasn't changed very much or they still have their jobs and feel financially secure or have little to no stress or just kind of living normally during this outbreak. That is okay. This is awesome. This is awesome, actually. Like, amen. Round of applause. If this is you, I'm sure um, there are other ways that you might be feeling stress or pressure. We truly are all all in this together. Like we're all feeling this. I I mean, there's no way around it. Uh, But remember, you matter. (laughs) No matter where you are in this pandemic, you are important. It's okay to feel good and have fun. And it's okay right now. Everyone's 
feelings matter. You are important, so don't forget that. No matter what you are going through, this is your journey. There is something in this crisis that was meant for you to see or feel or experience. This was meant for you. It may not be unraveling yet. It may be in full force mayhem disaster mode already. (laughs) It may be a really, really hard thing to deal with, but it also might be very sacred and beautiful and an inspiring thing too. Like we're all going through this together, but we are strangely being presented with our own shit to work on. And everyone's shit looks different, but it all feels like shit. Trust me. Okay. So this, let's talk about, let's talk about my shit (laughs) because this week was a rough one. Uh, besides the last two days, thank goodness. Now, I could say it's because I'm hormonal this time of month. Okay, this is me justifying. I could say that it's the full moon. Um, I know it's not because Mercury is in retroville or whatever you call it, but whatever is going down in my life, I feel low, a sense of depression, a lack of motivation, and an overall sense that I don't matter. So I'm struggling with purpose in my life, the thoughts that I don't matter. And I believe that is why I'm struggling with doing some of my passion projects, like writing my book or making an online course, because why does it matter? And if you don't... If you, okay, if you don't know, that is what I'm working towards. Now you know, and it has taken me forever, yes. And now, like, I have all the time in the world, but zero progress. Has any, is anyone else feeling like that too? So what did I do about it? This is the game changer question. What am I doing about it? When we feel low and are in a darker place, what do we do? And I just want to preface this by saying that sometimes doing nothing, absolutely nothing is the best option. And sometimes just waiting things out is important and letting time pass to calm our emotions down and settle into, I don't know, like a new shifted state. And I believe it's a great option because we can observe ourselves and in observing, learning when when we can take the time to pay attention to the highs and lows and continue to act and react normally and just observe ourselves, have awareness. You know, this is great. Sometimes nothing is the only option. However, when I went to Bali alone and I started to learn about myself and at a deeper level or in a different area and get to know who I am by myself in a foreign country, I began to pay attention to what serves me and what doesn't in a different way. Like I'm it's a different time for me and I'm learning new things about myself all the time. I began to pay attention to who and what will get my energy in the day and how, um, you know, in all cases of woe and hardship in my life, I am the common denominator. So I am a a participant in all of the woes or hardships. Uh, You know, when I've made negative decisions or get myself into like sticky, icky shit situations in life, I'm responsible for that. Only me. Even though I want to blame others for the way I feel, I am the only one. And I want to get into this a little bit more because this was a big lesson that I learned in Bali. And I told you guys a few episodes ago that I would share some of my lessons. And I think they're just going to come out sort of one at a time. This is a big one. It's been presented more clearly and I I see it better uh, now. I talk about this kind of stuff all the time, but now it's very clear for me because I came to the realization again that in order to free myself from myself, it requires sacrifice. Doesn't have to be a big sacrifice. Sometimes they're huge though. (laughs) But if the goal is to be happy and feel loved by myself, 
Why would I continue to, you know, surround myself with people who hurt me or continue to eat food that makes me feel sick or yucky or gross or bloated or keep working on projects that I hate working on? I know sometimes those are necessary. There are like the necessary projects, but then, you know, some people go to work every day and just fucking hate it. And these are little examples, but you can see where I'm going with this. This is what I mean by sacrifice. To get out of your situation and to lift yourself to a higher vibration, it requires you to pay attention to what agreements you are making with yourself and justifying with yourself that are holding you down. So sometimes sacrifices do mean leaving um, friendships or, you know, moving on from relationships, things like that. So in this low period week for me, what did I do? Huh. (laughs) Now, I do um, consider myself to be somewhat of an expert on awareness because I have been practicing for a long time. It is a practice that's always evolving. And I will say that this does not mean I'm exempt from the narrative of my childhood, uh, which I'll explain a little bit later. But like this is a lifelong journey. Awareness for me is a lifelong journey. So I've decided to do the following. And I think... I should also preface this by saying this isn't a magic pill that's going to save you. Bringing awareness to your thoughts and beliefs is not like going to change everything immediately. This is a structure to help you to feel solid in your life. It's like helping with that foundation that we talked about last week with Steph K to help you pay attention and shift or pivot or evolve or whatever. Okay, so this is what I'm doing right now. This is how I got, I'm getting out of my low periods, which will happen because the pendulum of life is going to keep swinging. Um, is okay. Let me just start. <laughs> I'm creating routine. This is, you know, waking up, drinking coffee, planning out my day. It's important. This is important. And what does my routine look like? Here we go. Meditation. I do five minutes every single morning. I sit on the couch or on my yoga mat. I grab my coffee and I sit in silence and I clear my mind. Some mornings it goes longer than five minutes. Some mornings I just breathe like we did at the beginning of this episode. But this practice is silencing the voice, the story, the narrator, whatever you want to call it, right at the beginning of my day. It's really important. Meditation is showing me and helping me feel centered and grounded and present, which are all things that keep me sane and are helping with my mental, emotional, and physical body. It is huge. Just five minutes. Okay. I can't encourage this enough. And if you are like interested in meditation, there are like a million, you can go to pure online, pure yoga online is, has, um, use the promo code Elisa 10. That's E L I S A 10. And you can get a membership for $10 a month. This is not an ad or anything. This is just what I do. I do pure yoga online and there's some guided meditations there, or you can just breathe and sit in silence and say, clear my mind, clear my mind, clear my mind the entire time. Okay. The, the, the goal is to not think about the future or the past in any way is to stay centered and in your body right in this moment. That is the purpose of meditation in my opinion. Okay. Moving on. I'm looking myself in the eyes every single day in the mirror. And I'm saying, I'm telling myself, I love myself. I say, Elisa, I love you so much. And then I've been following that up with a compliment of some sort. So today, when I did this, before I got on the mic here, I said, Elisa, you're so creative and your ideas are wonderful. Okay, yesterday it was, Elisa, you have the most stunning figure. Your body is strong and powerful and you work hard at keeping it healthy and performing at its best. The day before that was something like, Elisa, I love your laugh. Simple, but deeply meaningful. 
it's really nice to get compliments from other people and to have our efforts recognized, but don't forget to acknowledge and support yourself here. It's part of the self-love practice, okay? So I also pay attention to what I eat. I talk about this a lot. And honestly, I wish more people spoke about the effects food have on your body earlier in my life, but that's not the case. So I'm going to continue to just say it now as an adult. Now more than ever, I make sure that I pay attention and make good food choices for my body. This is an act of love. I've taken food for granted for far too long, and I'm not even talking about the ethical and environmental impacts that, uh, of the food that we eat. It's more of like the convenience and the help me escape my life type of lessons. That's what I've been taking for granted is how often, like how food can empower me and make me feel good and give me energy and life. I used to abuse it. And I'm not a person who can do moderation very well, so I've, I have to set my boundaries around food. And so far, this has been the most impactful choice ever. So paying attention to that. And it started really with paying attention to, you know, after I ate certain things, oh, I feel kind of gross. I never associated that gross feeling to food. I would justify it some other way. But then I started realizing like, oh shit, this, this is a thing. Food actually makes me feel gross or bloated or gives me acne or makes me tired. You know, these aren't things that I love in my life. So, you know, I paid attention and I made changes. Okay. <laughs> the next thing, uh, I'm being physical with myself. (laughs) I don't know how, like, I don't know how else to say this, but self-love does involve (laughs) self-love, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Ah! Okay, orgasms are a basic necessity of life. And all you single people out there, or even those in relationships, You have needs. Orgasms are important. Loving yourself and being physical with yourself. I'm not talking about being physical with your partner, which is also very important on many different levels. I'm talking about like you, you yourself. Having orgasms is sacred and it is very okay. It is it is very important, you know. I shamed myself for many, many years and I lost my sexuality. I lost those loving feelings for myself for for many years. And I never like I never touched myself and I never stimulated myself sexually in any way or even thought about it, to be honest. But now, now it is in my practice and it is so, so good. And I can't believe I'm saying this out loud to all of you, mom, stop listening. Oh God. But my self love practice, that's the only way I can say it without dying, is great. So if you want to know more, Actually, go watch episode three of The Goop Lab. It's on Netflix. It's a great episode, both ladies and men. You will learn a lot. You can thank me later. Okay, I'm moving on. So I also work out. Now, self-love can be a workout too, but we're moving on. (laughs) Okay, I'm running and getting fresh air. This is a big one. Um, fresh air. Wow. Who would have thought that we take fresh air for granted? Uh, I never would have thought that, but now I'm making a conscious effort to get it every single day. And thankfully running is my passion. Uh, but if it's not, there are many ways to get fresh air. There are many ways to work out as well. And I'm actually experimenting with some new, uh, exercises. I've been doing some IG lives, uh, and other home workouts that have been fabulous. So if you have not done an IG live workout and you're kind of curious to what it is, you have to go on Instagram. I would follow, um, at pure yoga, Ottawa. Even if you don't live in Ottawa, you can do it. Uh, or pure at pure Yogi Amber to be specific. She's the one that does the ritual class. And if you have seen me, I've been posting a little bit on my IG stories about my ritual experience. And this is like a, I don't know, it's an hour long workout that is live. So you just have to follow 
the account and you can see when the person goes live and they'll set a time and a date and it's all laid out at Pure Yoga Ottawa on Instagram. So go do, oh shoot, I just hit the mic. Sorry guys. Um, Have fun with it. It's like the home workouts have been awesome because there's zero pressure to kill myself. Nobody's watching. I take lots of breaks. And I'm doing it at my own pace and I'm loving it. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'd love for you guys to share with me some of the workouts you've been doing uh, because it's, a, it's time to be playful and fun and creative and maybe find new ways to, you know, fill fill our souls with movement. That's fun. So the last thing I want, I want to, that's on my little list here that I want to talk about is... I'm taking time to pay attention to the story. This is the awareness piece. It's a big piece. I keep, like, I I want to pay attention to that narrative that keeps replaying in my mind. So, because it's a big, it's this is a big one. Holy shit. When I'm sad or frustrated or needy or lonely or fucking pissed off or depressed or staring inside the fridge every two seconds... I'm paying attention to this. So what does that look like? It looks like this. Oh, look, I'm staring into the fridge again. Oh, look, I'm super mad again. Oh, this is what anger feels like in my body. You know, when we can recognize that we're in in the emotion, in the moment, it brings us to the present and we can feel our own programming, because that's what it is, even though it feels very, very real. Um, This is where the big shifts can happen, because it's never about the thing. It's never about the thing you're complaining about or pissed off at or mad about or focusing on or blaming in another person. When we blame people for the way we feel, it's never about that. It's always about something much deeper than that. Yes, it comes out as a superficial sort of like surface level feeling that feels very, very real in the moment. But those reactions are coming from a much deeper place. And that deeper place is something that you have learned growing up like that. What that deeper place is, is your learnings. And I'm talking about a long time ago, a time that you didn't even realize you were learning because you were just watching the people around you and absorbing their actions and their behaviors and reactions and subconsciously adopting them as your own. This isn't voodoo magic shit here. This is this is how we've grown up and there's no blame here. This is what so many people do. And the thing, the thing you're complaining about now comes from a much bigger childhood wound or childhood experience or childhood reaction. And this is essentially our inner child acting out. It's, it's not always rational either, uh, um, but it feels rational and feels big. Most of us have shaped our lives around how we think we believe life should be. Our routines, thoughts, stories are all based on something. And so do you even know what yours are based on? This is where that practice of awareness comes in. When you look at what someone else is doing and say that they have it easy, have you ever wondered what they base their life on? Is it easier or is it just easier in that area of their life or is that area of their life a little bit more fluid and maybe they're stuck somewhere else? Ever wonder where someone else is stuck? You know, it's the notion of looking inward to heal and not blame or shame yourself or others. For example... I don't know if you're like pivoting from relationship to relationship or diet to diet or job to job. When are you going to step into yourself and take responsibility for your life and see that you are the one making those choices? You are the one avoiding yourself here and avoiding the work. New stuff always you know, looks shiny and bright, new jobs, new relationships, new plans, new life plans, uh, new things. But this is, this is just a bandaid. It's denial in its fullest expression, retail therapy, alcohol, food. These are all band-aids and 
Of course, there are many other figurative forms of band-aids out there that are all, like we are all using. And trust me, I'm speaking on this with experience and a huge amount of compassion as well to the band-aids I've used in my life. But the real question is like, why did the same issues keep coming up? Well, the answer to that will come when you commit to yourself and learn and heal where it all began. When are you going to commit to yourself and know that you can do better than this? When I was growing up, okay, here are some of like the, I don't know, the places where pain, my pain body, Eckhart Tolle calls it the pain body started. This is what I I heard growing up. I heard things like boys don't cry. Women are so emotional. Keep your voice down. Um, Eat everything off your plate. Only Tom girls play sports. That was a big one for me. This is a man's role. This is a woman's role. This is a woman's place. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're not tall enough. I don't have time for you. Size matters. And the list goes on. There, These are just a few of like the really obvious ones that I just thought up because uh, I was taught these repeatedly in various ways growing up. And what happens is we try to fit ourselves into like these boxes, you know, women are so emotional or, you know, Tom girls play sports. I was trying to fit myself into this box and I was shaming myself and I was sort of when I loved sports growing up. So when people said, called me a tomboy, tomboys were like boys um, or tom girls or whatever. I don't, I don't know the expression now. All of a sudden I'm confusing myself, but I was considered a tomboy because I played sports and that was like, I was like a boy. I had masculine. I was like, this feels bad because I just loved playing it. And that's why so many women, so many girls, they like drop out of sport in their early teenage years because they feel shame of doing it. It's very interesting. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, but that's just like a very, a very real experience for me because I was shamed from caretakers because of course this is all that they knew. And then I would shame myself for loving sports for many years. And I love the example. I think I've used this example before, but I, I'm going to use it again because it's one of it's from one of my favorite authors of all time, Don Miguel Ruiz. And I believe it's from the book, The Mastery of Self. Uh, I could be wrong there, um, but I believe that's the one where he um, uses the example of going from being domesticated to self-domesticating. Um, and he speaks about domestication of this young boy who told like... He was told repeatedly to eat everything off his plate. When he was full, his grandmother would shame him into eating everything because there are starving children in Africa. And if he doesn't eat his whole plate, he is ungrateful. Uh, Now, who here has heard that one before in their lifetime? I think I just saw a hundred hands go up. Of course, I grew up like my childhood was in the 80s and 90s. And this was a huge thing that everyone said, eat everything off your plate being shamed as a young person to eat everything and being shamed about how much you eat or how little if you're not eating enough this leaves a like a lifelong subconscious impact that boy in the example felt shamed and years and years later when he was all grown up and making his own food he still had that lesson or that shame and he still hears the voice but now it's not the voice of his grandmother, it's his own voice. And he believes that this is his decision and that he is in control. But really this habit, the lesson, the pattern was never his choice. It was imprinted into his domestication as a child. It's just all he knows. And now he's struggling with weight or confidence or overeating or whatever that voice has developed into subconsciously. Do you get it? He still holds shame around food and doesn't know how to get out of that. This is the deeper layer. This is what we need to pay attention to. It's not the superficial shit that's happening, even though this stuff is easy to get caught up in, right? Because, you know... 
it's it's happening right now and we feel like the way we the reason we're feeling this way is because of the actual things that are happening in this moment and maybe they are but really like that it's it's likely that deeper buried pain from long ago that's the real trigger and paying attention to that and having the awareness that somewhere down there there's pain shame and suffering somewhere down there this exists that's where the healing can begin simply acknowledging that you have buried pain is a huge step the first time i acknowledged that i had been hurt like i and that i still carry hurt deep down that was a pivotal moment in my life it was like the floodgates opened for the first time and just like acknowledging that there that i have been burying stuff built this momentum to keep paying attention you see this is going to go against popular belief but having emotion and being emotional is not weakness okay i'm going to say that again having emotions and being emotional is not weakness these feelings these emotions we're facing which is coming up so many like in so many ways right now it is not a weakness this is just the one truth we know our truth is being challenged we don't necessarily know any better Okay? We don't know how to slow down. We don't know how to pivot. We don't know how to shift. We don't know how to deal with these emotions. We don't know how to seek that deeper level. We don't know that th- the way we feel right now is because of buried pain. It's all freaking scary. And it's all so new. And why the fuck is it so easy for that person over there to do it? And so paralyzing for me, their life is so easy and mine is so hard. And I don't know what to do. I might as well drink. Hey, might as well say fuck it. Might as well jump into that well, the deep well labeled. I have no control over my life because that is just easier. And that is just what I've always done. Okay, see what I did there? I made it about something else, about someone else, and justified that fuck it. And that's what we do. We have pain, and then we try to blame someone else instead of turning inward and starting to figure it out. Okay? Oof. (laughs) That's powerful stuff. Super powerful. So during my homestay right now, I've started this little journal. I hate journaling. Ugh, I hate it. (laughs) I tried to do it, but frig. So I've actually adopted this like um, uh, new journaling style, which is um, opening a new folder in my notes on my iPhone. I'm not physically picking up a pen and I know some spiritual healers that might think that this is not the same and maybe it's not, but it's something that it's sustainable for me and that I can do. So (laughs) I'm just typing in my notes in my iPhone. And every day when I feel an emotion come up or, and this is literally like once a day, emotions come up five million times a day. I'm not always paying attention. So, um, uh, when something comes up and I start to react to something, uh, and I, and I have the awareness to take pause, I'm writing that emotion down and I'm writing down the narrative that I give myself to justify why I'm feeling that way. It's the ego that's always justifying, right? Example, the other day I weighed myself and why did I do that? (laughs) The number on the scale was like shockingly high to me. The number on the scale was shockingly high. And my first thought was actually that the scale was broken. Like, how the fuck do I weigh that much right now? Uh, And maybe it was broken. But then I immediately went into my domestication. I felt fat, disgusting, ashamed, and unlovable because of that number on the scale. Okay, wow all because of the number on the scale (sighs) that might not even be calibrated. (laughs) But I felt those things. And then 
I started to seek compliments from other people. Do you love me? Do I look good to you? Do you think I have a sexy body or whatever? Okay. So that's, that's all my conditioning. That's my conditioned response is to, um, judge myself and my weight and, and, and equate weight to being lovable. It's, it's very interesting. And I know there are many of you out there that do the same thing, whether you're aware of it or not, it it doesn't even matter, but, um, that's what I did. Now I was able to come back to the present moment and feel like actually feel my body and, and silence that voice for just a second. It literally just takes a second to break the pattern. It takes that one moment of awareness just to stop that voice. That voice is not who I am. It is my conditioning from many years ago. Uh, the immediate body shaming and the inner gossip girl that gets going. It starts going and it freaking snowballs so fast. Like looking, I was looking for outside approval immediately. That is my conditioning. That is what I'm working on and I'm changing that response. I don't want to feel that way. I deserve a lot better. I recognize that. That is not like, that is not how I want to feel. I am not fat, disgusting, or unlovable. Are you kidding me? Okay, so what did I do? I began to appreciate every inch of my body. I told myself how lovable I am. Changing the story. I changed the story. I looked at myself naked in the mirror and gave myself five compliments. And just like that, I was like, oh, right. And I felt so much better. And no, I don't go through this routine every single time that voice tells me I'm unlovable. Sometimes I say, fuck it. Or sometimes I say, fuck off. And no. And that's it. That's the silencer. Uh, But in the moment after, like, that particular moment when I weighed myself, the conditioning came on so strong that I needed to give myself that extra five minutes. And five minutes is not a long time to dedicate to self-love. Okay, five minutes of serious self-love is is awesome. (laughs) It's not something that I ever did growing up as a child or in my teenage years when I was like developing all of this crap. And it's something that in my adulthood, is helping me tremendously. It's part of my self-love practice. So yeah, write down your emotions and your responses. Start another folder and pay attention to how you want to feel. And be very specific, very specific. Happy is not specific. If you want to feel happy, that's not specific. Write it down though, and then continue to add to it. Like, happy when I wake up, happy after I cook something delicious. Like, how are you appreciating yourself here? Happy when my partner hugs me, happy when I'm just sitting alone or whatever. What does happy look like and feel like to you? Be specific and remember there's no right or wrong answer. Get it? Okay. So I feel like I've kind of blabbed here a little bit about that. And I hope that some of these things are really sticking because it's important. It's important to pay attention. I talk about awareness all the time and I try to give different examples to help you hear the message a little bit different. I don't know. I'm definitely sitting at home here hearing the message uh, myself very, very differently. It is all very, very real. And I mean, I'm a yo-yo emotional roller coaster. Like many of you, I feel super awesome some parts of the day and other times the the lows are so freaking low like it's uh the pendulum is of life is swinging back and forth every day at this astronomically quick pace it's crazy and i'm trying to like sort it all out and the only way to sort it out is to pay attention in my opinion and to have that awareness that this is happening and where it's coming from so that I can go to my inner child and I can say, I can meditate on that and and go back to that poor girl hurting after the Olympic Games and giving that version of myself a hug, giving that 235-pound miserable woman in a horrible, horrible marriage, 
a big hug and say, everything's okay. And you are okay. And you are strong. That's what I do. I go back in time to those places. And I, and sometimes when I, when I close my eyes and, and see that little girl whose dad didn't approve of her 90 five percent report card average saying what happened to the other five percent that that immediate uh feeling that i am not worthy of his love i go back to that girl that 12 year old and i hug that 12 year old this is this is where this is the healing and that ripples all the way up to the surface that deep pain that i've buried and said it was normal or tried to cope and find those band-aids to cope with that is the that's the true uh, areas of my life that I want to figure out and find out where what are those versions when did the fuck did I learn that shit about myself and how in the hell can I go back and and see that version of me and 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 love that version and send compassion to that person that's the the little girl in me that needs me the most right now. So like, wow, that's really powerful stuff. I'm having like goosebumps right now, just saying all this stuff out loud because it's like, it's so magical and powerful and having awareness in the moment of what the emotion is that I'm feeling right now today is guiding me into the pit of inside of me it's guiding me to that girl and no I can't see her clearly in the depths every day but it's just like a process of of learning where to put my love and my healing and my compassion within me because all of my choices and my reactions and my emotions they're all they're they all grow from a seed somewhere they're all growing and whether the flower is blooming and happy and in love and smelling delicious or it's like this dead shriveled up <laughs> like hard crispy <laughs> old flower it's up to me <laughs> that was that's fucking hilarious oh my god right it's up to me it's up to you to figure out how you want to grow and learn and evolve here okay that's it we've run out of time i'm gonna stop there um and if you are actually curious to know a little bit more about my day-to-day life follow me on instagram i'm posting a lot on my IG stories lately. I'm having fun posting, actually. Uh, Oftentimes my stories are light and fun, but I'm also tackling some of those bigger, more serious issues. I think I'm going to start to post a few more uh, main page posts too with some of my blogs. I think this helps us all to stay a little bit more connected. And that's really what I want to focus on during this time as well as those connections um, and talking about our shit. And what our shit fucking looks like. Oh my God, that's like 15 F-bombs. I'm sorry, guys. This is a very explicit uh, episode today. (laughs) But heck, you know, we're all in this together. So follow me on Instagram and DM me whenever, okay? I am dedicating time in my routine to answer DMs. And I love to hear from you. Okay, that's all for today. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe, rate, and leave a written review. Follow the show on Spotify and share on your social media. Take a screenshot right now and be sure to tag me at at Elisa Curry Lowitz. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.